Welcome to Up an Octave, a podcast by Sonivia. I'm your host, Ruth Spence, founder of Sonivia, the podcast management agency that helps women and non-binary people take up space in podcasting. Up an Octave is here to support you in your podcasting journey, from how to market yourself, how to sound great, how to edit for your specific voice, and how to make your podcast feel like magic. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get into it. Welcome to this Pass the Mic episode of Up an Octave. Today, I am chatting with Kennedy Castillo of Simply Podcast Network. She is the host of not one, not two, but three podcasts in addition to having the podcast network that she founded. She is the host of Simply Kennedy, Simply Screen Reviews, and Cultura Conversations. Even more exciting is that Kennedy is up for some awards from Latin Podcast Awards, We're going to hear more when the results drop on the 14th, so make sure to keep an ear out for that. Go check her out. And without further ado, here is Kennedy. Hey, Kennedy. Welcome. Thank you so much for being on the show. Hi. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here talking with you. Ah, thank you. How are you? I am great. Very hot here in Texas, but I'm doing great. Ugh, yeah, I don't uh, envy you being in Texas. It's hot enough here in South Carolina where I am right now. And yeah, no, I'm not built for this heat. Oh, yeah. So you are a very busy woman. Yes, I you know, have Simply Podcast Network. I've got three podcasts that I host and produce and all of that sort of thing. And then I do some other content as well on YouTube and I have a blog. And yeah, full-time content creator. So lots going on. <laughs> I love it. So you've been podcasting since 2018. Yes, you are correct. Started my first podcast, Simply Kennedy, back in 2018. So how has the landscape changed? I mean, you started Simply Kennedy in 2018, then you started Simply Screen Reviews in 2021. And then last year, you started Cultura Conversations. So what has changed between each of those launches? Well, first of all, back in 2018, I had no experience podcasting. I really started from zero. There was no help, nobody that really told me what to do. I was just figuring things out for myself. So that first podcast, I say, and it's still running and it's improved so much, but I say that was kind of my trial podcast where I learned everything with Simply Kennedy. And then from that to 2021, I learned a lot for Simply Screen Reviews. And I sort of, all the errors I have previously made was able to sort of now say, okay, I know what I went wrong and nothing major, but you know, I, I was able to fine tune that podcast. And last year with Cultura Conversations, I think that was just a huge shift for me because that podcast is a lot more serious. It's definitely something where I, I don't want to say it's like heavy subject matter. It's not like heavy like that, but it is a little bit more serious in tone. So that definitely has been a huge shift. And you can definitely, if you go back and listen to the very first episode of Simply Kennedy until my most recent episode of any of my podcasts, you can definitely just see where improvements have been made and things have changed. Well, and it's pretty clear that you have learned a lot because Cultura Conversations is nominated for a Latin Podcast Award. How exciting. Yes, thank you. I actually just found out we're nominated in three categories. When will you find out more on um, if you've won? October 14th is the award ceremony. So 
Well, that's like later this week for when this runs. So hopefully we get to uh, post an update soon about you being an award-winning podcast. Yes, fingers crossed. But honestly, I am just so happy for the nomination that whatever happens, it'll be very exciting either way. That's wonderful. So five years ago, before any awards were coming in, what got you started in podcasting? Were you an avid listener? You already had your blog, I'm assuming. So what was it like making the jump? Yes. So believe it or not, what I always tell people is I talk a lot and I love talking. And that's that's kind of what got me into podcasting. I really now I'm actually very much an avid listener of podcasts. But back then, I really had never even listened to I mean, maybe one episode here or there, but I was not by any means a podcast listener. But I was yes, I had my blog and my YouTube channel. And I loved creating content. I'm also a writer. I love all sorts of just content creation. And so I just heard about podcasts. Somebody told me, hey, you have, you know, pretty good voice. You like talking. You should check this out. And it kind of just went from there. And I think that's really why I did everything on my own is because it was sort of something I fell into by coincidence. It's not even something I ever really had planned on doing. I love it. So it kind of became an accidental passion. Yes, for sure. That's so cool. So tell me more about the Simply Podcast Network, because that is crazy amazing that not only are you running three podcasts, but you've also founded your own network. Yes. So basically, you know, because I had three podcasts, I was kind of researching different networks, trying to see if maybe, you know, I could get some support in some way or another. And I never really found, not to say that there's not one out there, but just from what I was looking at, I never found a network that I really felt like I wanted to join or like my podcast would fit in with. And so really, I decided to start Simply Podcast Network partially for myself, but also so that all of the aspiring or new podcasters, existing podcasters as well, could have a place where they could get support, they could have resources. It's called Simply Partially Yes, because my podcasts are Simply Kennedy and Simply Screen Reviews, but also because the goal is to make podcasting simple and accessible for everyone. I think that anyone who's interested in making a podcast should be able to do so. And I know not everyone has the support or the resources. And so that's where I come in. And so many people have helped me along the way. I obviously, like I said, I started on my own completely. But along the way, lots of podcasters and just people in general have helped me and given me tips. And so I kind of wanted to pass that along to others and help them if they want to start a podcast, have those resources and that help. That was honestly a huge part of why I reached out to you because our philosophies align so much. That's the whole point of what my agency does. And with doing this podcast is to just make it more accessible. I really believe that access and breaking down those barriers is what's going to change who is represented by podcasting. Yes, 100%. And I love that philosophy and everything you're doing with this podcast as well, by the way. Oh, thank you so much. That's very flattering. So for listeners who are still maybe in that curious, you know, haven't launched yet, thinking about what they want to do with a podcast, can you just explain what a relationship with a network can do for a show? Yes. So I can't speak for all networks and I'm not, you know, I'm not here to self-promote or anything. No, please do. Hype yourself up, girl. (laughs) Um, but I'm just going to speak, you know, personally for my network, what I do is really provide all the resources. I totally get that some people really want to start a podcast and have no idea what to do, where to start. So what I do is set them up. 
unfortunately at this time, I'm not able to provide any kind of financial assistance, but I do help in terms of, you know, helping set a budget, helping figure out what are the steps, um, sharing my tips. You know, there's certain things like naming a podcast or cover art that seem really simple, but along the way, I've learned a few tips and tricks that I sort of try to share with new podcasters, all those sort of things, um, you know, equipment. If they, you know, have a certain budget, I'm going to help them find the equipment that fits into their budget. I also help with just podcast planning, setting a budget or things like that, that, you know, some people just don't even realize are important when starting a podcast. I also provide editing services and training as well, because some people, maybe they have never hosted a podcast before. Maybe they're not comfortable with their voices or whatnot. So I do all sorts of training, editing, providing resources, and then just joining a group where we're able to promote each other's podcasts and able to just share in this truly a network where everyone can be connected. I love that so much. And I also love every time that I find someone who does something really similar to what I'm doing that has a similar philosophy, because I'm like, oh, I'm not alone. Because it can be like podcasting, I think, as a whole can be really lonely, especially when it's just like you and a microphone, because there's not that direct give and take. So especially when I hear that someone else has this philosophy, I'm like, oh, it's so beautiful to see women coming together and helping, particularly helping other women to elevate and share their voices. Yes, and I do. I help all, you know, all genders, everything. I'm really focused right now on minorities or just people who feel like they haven't had a voice in the past, like their voices have been taken from them. But I help all sorts of people. And I love your philosophy as well. And all of that, I think it's just so important. And I think oftentimes in any industry, but specifically in content creation, people feel like there has to be some kind of competitiveness or some kind of, you know, rivalry. And I honestly don't think that's true. I think there's space for everyone and everyone can be successful and everyone can help each other out. And so that's kind of the goal. I couldn't agree more. I, since being involved in podcasting, which is kind of tech adjacent, I have never seen such a high degree of, of that competitive mindset. And it just does not resonate with me. I fully believe that there is enough space for everybody. Yes, 100%. So I'm really curious to hear more about where that passion comes from. You're a Latina woman. Do you feel like you have other examples of people who are like you who are represented in podcasting? You know, I I definitely think more and more I've been realizing there are a lot of strong women in general and also Latina women. Um, you know, I've been actually guesting on a few podcasts lately and I can't off the top of my head think of any specific examples of like Latinas, but I'm just really happy because, you know, even with like the Latin Podcast Awards where I'm nominated, a lot of the other nominees are women. And again, like men are great and it's great to have all sorts of podcasters. Sure, yeah. But I think it's very inspiring seeing not only women, but Latinas as well and just all sorts of, you know, minorities or like I said, people who maybe have in the past not been given a voice to just be out there and podcasting. And I love listening to them and supporting them. Yeah, no, I completely agree. You know, when we look at the figure that only 29% of podcasters are women, it saddens me how much smaller those numbers get when we start looking at different demographics within women, Black women, Latina women, Asian women, you know, the, the list just goes on and on and on that for all women to be represented by that 29%, I just feel like there's so many voices missing from the conversation. Yeah, 100%. And hopefully, you know, we see more and more women and different types of women as well, like minorities and whatnot, entering the industry. And hopefully that number will only continue to grow. Hopefully we're on the right track, but that number is really low right now. 
hey man, that's what Simply and Synivia are here for, right? We're changing that. Oh yeah. <laughs> two of us strong. And I know that there are other wonderful communities that are doing the same thing, but for right now, the two of us. So I'm also curious, so with your network, with the people that you're amplifying, are you currently accepting new shows onto your network? Yes. So I am, I'm not too picky. We do have an application. It's on the Simply Podcast Network website, but you know, anyone who's interested in starting a show, anyone with an idea, anyone who's just kind of wants to see what it's all about, I encourage them to apply. And, you know, hopefully we can get them set up with their show. I love that. So what do you feel like has been your biggest challenge in podcasting? I know when you started out in 2018, you said you know nothing about how to podcast. What has been your biggest challenge since then going from not knowing anything? I definitely say going from not knowing anything to I sort of made a lot of little mistakes, nothing major. For example, one of the things I regret, but at the same time, I don't because I still love the name. But Simply Kennedy doesn't really tell you what the podcast is about. And I've learned it's really important, at least somewhat for the title to give an idea of what a podcast is about. Um, I think I've done a better job with now um, Simply Screen Reviews and Kukura Conversations. So just little things like that. But the biggest challenge is then realizing, oh, I could have done better or, oh, I should have really made a title that would give a preview of what the show is about. And I didn't do that. And there's really no way to go back after and kind of fix that. I mean, I mm-hmm. guess technically there would be, but it it would change everything. So I think that's kind of just been the biggest challenge is sort of having to acknowledge a few, again, not even mistakes, but just things that I could have done better, but also realizing that nothing can really be done about it at this point. Yeah. So I think just definitely that, but Luckily, like I said, nothing major. And, you know, for me, it's just kind of a reminder that like, okay, I didn't know what I was doing, but that's fine. I've learned and I'm improving and that's all I can do. So kind of just having some grace for yourself. Yes, for sure. No, I definitely get that. I look back on when I first started my first podcast back in 2020 and... I I smile at how little I knew. I mean, I was recording on like a video gaming headset and I sounded like I was recording on a video gaming headset. And so it's just, it's one of those things where you kind of almost look back with that like parental of like, oh, sweetie, (laughs) that was so cute and silly that you thought that that was a good idea. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly what it's like. Yeah, no, 100%. With that said, what do you feel like have been some of your biggest wins in podcasting? I think honestly, and it sounds maybe cliche or maybe a little too simplified, but just overcoming fear. I think it's it is for many people. It's it's scary to kind of start a podcast and to just put your voice out there and your thoughts and to kind of open yourself up to judgment or mistakes or whatever. And I'm just really proud of myself for doing that and just taking that leap and saying, you know what, I'm gonna try this. It's something I wanna do. And then, you know, also just the evolution of where I started first podcast in 2018 to now being here and, you know, having an award nominated podcast and having, you know, three shows, one of them has been on the Apple charts before. So just having these three shows I can be really proud of. I think that's been definitely like the biggest win for me. And also just, you know, from there starting Simply Podcast Network and now being able to share that with other people and kind of set them up for their own successes. Yeah, I know for sure. And congrats on the Apple charts. That's super exciting too. I know a lot of people are like, their ears are pinging right now. They're like, ooh, how do I do that? Do you have any tips for what got you there? 
Yeah. Well, first of all, I've got to be honest with you and with the listeners. It was totally unintentional. And actually, it was internationally, which shocked me even more. But I would definitely say, again, maybe it even sounds oversimplified, but just know your audience, know who's listening, Mm -hmm. know what they want to hear. Because at the end of the day, your audience, you know, if someone likes your show, they're going to go tell their friends, hey, check out this podcast, I really like it. And they'll go tell someone, and it just becomes a chain reaction. So just know your audience, know why they're listening to you. It sounds, again, like maybe oversimplified, but you might think your audience really likes one thing, and it turns out they might like something totally different. So just know why they're listening to you and try to give them what they want and stay true to what you like and why you're doing your podcast. But try to give your audience what they want to hear as well. No, that's so true. That's so true. I I see a lot of times where, you know, my clients and I are meeting and kind of pivoting maybe between seasons and, you know, examining what worked and what didn't, how often they're so surprised. They're like, well, I loved this episode and it's the one that performed the most poorly or I was nervous to put that episode out and everyone loved that one. So yeah, it's, there's a lot of just examining. I feel like that happens. Yes, yes. And that you're so right about that. Some people are always shocked. It's like, wow, I, or sometimes it's the one you work the hardest on that, you know, have less listeners, and then something that you just threw together, and everyone ends up loving it. So it's really wacky like that. Yeah, no, it definitely is. So since you've been at this for five years now, have you gotten any negative feedback? Oh, yeah, it's, you know, it's inevitable. I'll be honest, I haven't gotten as much as maybe I had prepared myself for in the beginning. Every once in a while, it's just somebody who you don't even know who they are. I mean, truthfully, Mm -hmm. usually it's somebody who maybe doesn't even have like a true profile or anything. And it's inevitable it happens. You know, I've gotten just like some, oh, this girl's annoying or oh, like whatever, just things like that. But I was prepared for that and I've not received as much of that as I expected. So I think that's definitely a good thing. No, for sure. And I I ask you that not to, you know, pull up a sore spot, but because with you talking about how fear can so often be something that holds you back when you do want to start a podcast. So often I hear from people that it's the fear of criticism, the fear of being told, Oh, my God, this girl's so annoying. So I'm always interested to hear, especially from more, you know, veteran people, how they've handled that. And, and, you know, if it was as scary and as heartbreaking as you thought it would be the first time you see that negative review come by. Yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, I that's definitely the same fear that I hear from everyone. And honestly, you just have to be prepared. You just have to know not everyone's going to like what you do. And that's totally okay. I know it can seem scary. For me, I was prepared for it. So it's kind of one of those things that you're like, okay, I was expecting this. It's fine. Of course, it never feels good. But you just have to remember that for every person that doesn't like your podcast or who's criticizing you, there are probably 10, 20 plus people out there that love what you're doing and that are true fans of what you're doing. So it's, you know, obviously it can hurt, but instead of harping on those negative comments, you should focus on the support and the love because at the end of the day, those are the people that matter. And no, it's not as heartbreaking or as, you know, it might seem like that's the worst case scenario, like somebody criticizing you. But once it actually happens, you realize like, huh, that's what I was scared of this whole time. That's not so bad. No, for sure. And I actually tell people that it's kind of a good thing when you get your first negative review, because it means that someone who's not your mom or your best friend is listening. Yes, that is so true. And it just also means, you know, people are taking the time. I know it's like a kind of cliche thing to say, but all publicity is good publicity. So if someone's talking about your show, 
even if it's bad, someone else is going to want to listen to know what they're talking about. So just take the the free publicity there. There you go. Yeah. Well, and and so much of it, like you said, is these people who, you know, maybe don't even have a profile picture. Or it's like user 57321. It's like, who are you? <laughs> you know? Exactly. It's someone who's maybe just doing that on every podcast they find who has nothing better to do. Yeah. Well, and I, I kind of like live by the mantra in all things, but you know, in podcasting as well as like, don't take criticism from somebody you wouldn't take advice from. Like tr- if they truly don't have your best interest at heart and it's not a constructive, hey, it would be better if you tried to do this. If it's just like, oh, she's so annoying. Like that's nothing. Yes, that is that is so true. For sure, for sure. So you've had some really, really incredible nuggets so far. What advice would you have for other young women who want to start a podcast? I would say take the leap. I always say, I think the scariest part for most people is recording that first episode and just go for it. Just do it. I mean, obviously, yes, there's planning and other things and, you know, you can get help with all of that. But the part that you have to do yourself is recording that first episode and kind of overcoming that fear. But I guarantee you that once you do that, you will realize one, you had nothing to be worried about. And two, you'll probably love it and realize, wow, I could have gone talking for another hour. So just overcome that fear, take that leap, just do it. And maybe I'm just talking as someone who started from not knowing anything. But I also say there's always room to improve. So don't think, you know, maybe you think I don't have the best microphone, you can always upgrade your microphone later. So don't think you need to have everything perfect. Just go for it. Just do it. Just start that podcast. If it's something you want to do, do it. Because the more you push it off, the more you kind of postpone it, the less likely you are to ever really start that podcast. So just just go for it. I absolutely agree. And you can't have a first episode twice. You know, once you get through that first recording, it's like, okay, you've done it. You broke the seal. The scary thing is over. It happened. Exactly. And likewise, I always say, at least record it. If you end up hating it, you can always re-record it. But at least you'll see, okay, that's what this is like. This is what I can do better. And from there, you'll probably realize, okay, I know what to do next. This is easy. We can do this. I definitely agree with that. So with your, your, you taught yourself how to edit, is that right? When you started your first show? Yes, I did, which was Probably, actually, that's merely about challenges. And that was actually probably one of the big challenges as well, especially because I think I'm getting better at it now. But I would always say, um, or like, um, just those like filler words. So that was a struggle at first. I definitely really didn't know what I was doing. I kind of knew how to like kind of cut things together and whatnot. But other than that, like improving audio quality or anything like that was so beyond me. But I did, there was a lot of tutorials and things online. And like I said, a lot of podcasters that helped me, that would give me tips along the way. I would join like lots of like Facebook groups with other podcasters and they were all very helpful and very willing to share tips and tricks with me. What do you feel like is the most important part of the editing process? I would definitely say clear, crisp audio. If you're able to improve your audio quality, sometimes it's not even necessary because if you have a high quality microphone, that's not a big issue. But I would definitely say just making sure sometimes, you know, if you need to um, turn the volume up and editing or whatever, but just having clear, crisp audio, I think people are willing to forgive if you're saying, um, or a filler word or anything like that. But if the sound is not clear, that's when people are kind of like, oh, I don't want to listen to this. A hundred percent. I feel like your message can't get through bad audio. 
there are very few people who are like, oh, this is super impactful. I'm going to listen, even if it doesn't sound like you said, clean and crisp. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's so important. And, you know, sometimes you can have a wonderful message, but if no one can even understand what you're saying, it just becomes a waste. Yeah. And especially, you know, if you're doing a lot of research or, you know, whatever your prep looks like to, to have that time be wasted on something that's unintelligible at the end, I feel like there's such value in trying to do everything you can to soundproof your space, to use a decent mic. Do you remember what your first mic was? Yes, it was. Oh my goodness. Actually, I don't even think I could tell you the brand, but it was a I <laughs> off Amazon. It was just the cheapest thing I could find at the time, which honestly, it had pretty decent audio quality. But yeah, it was definitely nothing that I would use anymore. I love that. I always love hearing like how far people have come. Like I said, I started with that gaming headset. <laughs> uh, and now I look in my studio and I'm like, oh, I have like six mics that I barely ever use. But no, I love that. So as we're wrapping up, are there any final thoughts you want to share? I just want to, I guess, reiterate, because I feel like I've already said this, but I just want to let any listeners out there who are interested in starting a podcast or who, you know, have this dream of starting a podcast, just want to tell them that you can do it. And, you know, podcasting is not as difficult as you might think it is. There's lots of resources, lots of help out there, lots of people willing to help. I know there are lots of people also that are not willing to help, but there are so many people out there willing to help you. So if you have a voice, if you have a story, if you have an idea, something you want to share out there with the world, do so because you you could change the world with your podcast. And even if you don't, you could change somebody's life, even if it's one person. So just if it's something you want to do, take that leap and go for it and do it. I love that. I think that's a really strong way to close this out. So can you tell people where they can find you and what your shows are? Yes. So best place to find me is simplypodcastnetwork.com. That's where you can contact me. You can apply to be part of the network, whatnot. As for my podcast, Simply Kennedy, you can find that at anchor.fm slash Kennedy C. Simply Screen Reviews, anchor.fm slash Simply Screen Reviews and Cultura Conversations, anchor.fm slash Cultura Conversations. And we also have a Facebook page um, that's Kennedy C Media and a YouTube channel as well, which is fairly new. Oh, that's exciting. Very cool. All right. Well, Kennedy, thank you so much. It has been an absolute joy and a delight to get to speak with you. I love how aligned our purposes are. And I'm so excited to see what you'll continue to do with the Simply Podcast Network, with your shows. And I'll be rooting for you that you get this award or these three awards. Oh my God. Thank you so much. It's been great speaking to you. And I love everything that you're about and everything you stand for, which I think, like you said, very much aligns with what I stand for. So it's been great speaking to you. Oh, thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Up an Octave. Next week, I will be back to talk about the three P's of podcasting and how they are the roadmap to success for your show. In the meantime, please follow the show wherever you're listening and leave me a rating or review because just like your show, mine needs those to grow. Come hang out with me on Instagram at Sonivia Studios. I'll see you next time. Thanks for helping me take podcasting up an octave. (laughs) 